On this episode of Black is the New Rich, Corey Cash talks to Aaron Charles, a well-renowned real estate developer, about how people can purchase real estate for as little as zero down. A service that we can help people who are on the cusp of owning real estate. Yeah. They have income, they have credit, they're just lacking the down payment. So what we do is we say, okay, we analyze and say, how much debt are they carrying? How much income are they making? What's your credit score looking like? If they're in a position where they're like good to go. They just need go. a little push. They just need a little push. If they're good to go, then they can put as little down as 0% deposit. Okay. Does this proposition sound too good to be true? Stay tuned to find out. Uh, Corey, thanks for having me. It's been a no while. Worries. You I know, know. <laughs> I DM'd you, I say, yo, it's time to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So once again, my name is Aaron Charles. Um, I'm a real estate professional. Been in the real estate game for 15 years. Oh, shit. Um, you know, I don't know if you've been following me, but, you know, my journey started off as a real estate investor. I was buying properties in um, Hamilton, Ontario. And then I transitioned and got my real estate license in order to help other investors um, understand the real estate market. And then, you know, continue investing as a real estate investor and then, um, you know, help servicing clients. And then one day, you know, you know, I built a sizable portfolio where I was able to then stumble into real estate development. So I've been in real estate development now for three and a half years. Amazing. Um, it's been, you know, has my ups and downs. I'm yeah. learning first generation. Yeah. It comes with the, the challenges, but it's good. Learning. Um, we got a couple projects on the go, so I'm excited to share that with you guys today and see oh. how we can... Um, Learn about real estate development. Okay, dope. Yeah. So before we get into like what's going on right now, I want to know a little bit of your backstory. How did you even get to this place now? Because you said you've been what fifteen years? Fifteen years. Yeah, that's crazy. So let's let's take it back after high school. Like how like how did you even know to get in the game so early? To be honest with you, I didn't know I was gonna end up being in real estate development. For me, it was just finding my passion, mm -hmm. um, understanding what it is that I, I like to do and, and seeking that out. And for me, it was always sales. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, what kind of sales? Mm -hmm. Then it was like, okay, real estate. Um, but, but before I jumped into that, I wanted to build wealth for myself. I said, how am I gonna build wealth for myself? I looked at you know small businesses, I looked at stocks, I looked at many other ventures, and I realized, you know what? Real estate's something that I think I can grasp, I think I can understand, I think I can maximize based on my skill set. Mm -hmm. So I transit, and then I got into real estate. <clears throat> Once I got into real estate, I realized, you know what? I got a pretty good hang of this. I can help other people do this as well. So I got my real estate license in order to help other people. So you started investing before you got your real estate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I owned ten real estate properties before I I got my license. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Talk so, but, that. so I got into real estate at the age of twenty two. Mm -hmm. By the age of twenty five, I had ten multifamily real estate properties. Wow. I had a mentor that taught me taught me the game, showed me what it is to invest in real estate, and then I got my license because I wanted to sell some real estate, and I realized, you know, what if I had my license, I can save on real estate commissions. Yes. And then once everyone found out that I got my real estate license, it like helped me and teach me what you know and how to get into real estate. So it worked out. Um, then getting going through the process, I started to get into pre-construction purchases. I started to get into um, buying renovations, um, project infill development. And then I got into obviously buying land and going through the whole process of development. Mm -hmm. So for the last 15 years, I've literally went to A to Z. In the whole process yeah most people don't get to see the full life cycle of real estate for the simple fact that 
you know, it takes a lot of experience. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of capital and takes a little bit of business acronym and as well to put it together. But I was able to, you know, dedicate myself and um, stay the course. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through when I got into real estate, I got in 2009. 2008 was a recession. Yeah. So, you know, that was a that was a time when people were scared to get into real estate. I took the leap of faith, you know, I'm kind of a stubborn individual, so took the leap of faith, got into real estate. Um, and then, you know, I benefited from that because I was able to buy real estate at a discount. Mm-hmm. And then when the market started to trend back upwards, then I, I reaped the benefits of that. So growth in equity, took that equity out and then continued to build up my portfolio by buying, buying flip projects, buying pre-construction, buying infill developments, buying apartment buildings and start to like scale myself from there. And then got a little bit more inquisitive and said, you know what, let's take it to the next level, <laughs> you know. And um, I started to sell some of my assets and sit, and then I bought my first piece of land in Amazing. 2019. I bought a two-acre lot in Jacksonsport, Georgina, where we can build 24 townhouses. And that was my wow. introduction to real estate development. And Did you know that the black dollar leaves the community within six minutes? That's why we are excited to introduce the new Black is the New Rich app designed for the black community to be more intentional about where we spend our dollar. The directory consists of mostly financial services like real estate agents, financial advisors, tax consultants, mortgage agents, videographers, photographers, and many more. With our app, you can easily find and connect with quality services that are owned by black entrepreneurs. And to ensure the integrity of the service on our app, all directory members are held accountable if they receive multiple bad reviews. Our mission is to circulate the dollar and provide quality services to our community. Download the Black is the New Rich app today and start investing in your community. Now, 2023, we have five development projects, 223 um, houses in development so wow and looking for more wow wow yeah. that's amazing mm-hmm. there's uh you said something important and you said that you had a mentor mm-hmm. how important is for people to have a mentor and how do you seek them out a mentor is very important um for me is my mentor was kind of like a hybrid mm-hmm. he was somebody that i was doing business with and then somebody that i conformed with okay so somebody that i kind of utilized and asked questions while i had time i'll i'll try to take a deeper dive into what his story and where he came from mm-hmm. me naturally i'm i'm very inquisitive so mm-hmm. you know you met me today i'm, I'm already in it <laughs> yeah. asking questions yeah, yeah. you know met damien today yeah. we're in it we're yeah. figuring out you know trying to find that synergy yeah so for me you know i look at mentorship different than most people most people feel they need a certain individual and they need to like have that person there and say i'm your mentor mm-hmm. but for me every day Life is my mentor. Yeah, so facts. if I meet someone in the grocery store and they, they, they give me a piece of gem or they give me something to hold on to, I look at that person as my mentor for that moment, for that day, for that month, for that year, for that decade, whatever the case may be. So I'm not always looking for one individual. I'm always looking for signs in life to just teach me along the way because I do understand today everyone's busy and, it, and, and everyone has their own obligations and their responsibilities. So I'm not looking for a mentor to be like my professor or my teacher, like if it was grade one or grade two yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. If I see somebody that has value, I may ask them questions. And then whatever they're willing to give me, I'm, will, I'm willing to receive it, then I go execute it. Mm-hmm. I don't look to like have a specific mentor to guide me throughout my life because I realize times are different now. Everyone has their own 
like you know their their responsibilities there's just stuff going on so for me when i do find somebody that we are in the same space and we're on the same timelines or we're in the same you know the same realm of things then i really capitalize on that but i never really had a mentor where i'm like you know, somebody. This person is this, my mentor. Exactly, I get it. I get Life it. is my mentor. Yeah, and I, I believe we're in a time, we're in a social media era. Like I always say, like I have a bunch of online mentors that don't know me, but I know them just exactly. for the words that they drop and the gems that they drop, exactly. and I take throughout my life. So exactly, that's something to take. But note I, of. I, and then to go back on that point, I feel like you know a lot of millennials or Gen Zs or whatever the case may be, they always feel like they need somebody to show them something mm-hmm. but like you mentioned like for me i i look at social media every day i wake up and i make sure i filter my algorithm and i yeah, make sure too. whoever i'm following is someone that can add value to me so that little snippet or that little reminder every single day just that's my mentorship yes yes you know sense. the books that i read the, the people that i interact with that's my mentorship makes sense i don't have a specific person that i can say hey bob you're my mentor <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like life yeah is my yeah. mentor once i surround myself with the people that fit what i'm trying to accomplish okay fair 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 so um we're in uh, another recession would you say would you say what do you consider a recession uh good question good question what do you think I don't like to use the word recession. <laughs> wow. It's just it's just a negative. It's just negative, and it just puts people in a fear. In, in a dark place and, and fear. I look at things as this is another opp- is, I look at it as, a, as an opportunity. If you wanted to make it an opportunity, fair. And I can look at it, and you can look at it as um, you know something that you'd be scared of if you don't if you're not properly educated. Okay. Um, you know, real estate or business or stock market goes through cycles. A hundred percent. So you got to understand where you are in that cycle. Because I've been actually recently buying some stocks that right. I, just to dumb down my price, to be honest. Um, but I wanted to ask you. What are you doing? Co- dollar cost average? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to ask you, though, in real estate, what's going on in the market? People want to know, is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? Where to buy? What's going on? For me, it's whatever market you want it to be. And it's very hard. And, it, and <laughs> as an investor, like, yeah. you know, like that's the answer I have to give it, I have to give to you in the sense that theoretically it's a buyer's market, mm-hmm. right? This is a time where, you know, what you couldn't get your hands on, you can get your hands on. What you were going to pay six months from now, you can get it at a discount. People have to understand, like, real estate is a very, simple game Mm -hmm. and you have to look at just the simple fundamentals when you look at the simple fundamentals and you you ignore the noise like you know when you're depending when you're depending on someone at cp24 or ctv news or toronto star or toronto sun these people no disrespect they don't indulge in real estate right they just write on what they hear and they just package it and make it sound better Mm. But as a real estate professional, we got to understand like times like these is where people create wealth, right? Where there isn't people in the market, right? Warren Buffett says, when people are fearful, be greedy. And when people are greedy, be fearful. So this is a time where you have to look for opportunities and understand that your competition, a lot of them are sitting on the sidelines right now. Okay. So you have opportunities to negotiate the price you want, negotiate the terms you want, negotiate, um, you know, whatever you want to negotiate. 
seller you're listening. So you just have to be intentional of what you want to do. Correct. Makes sense. Exactly. So th- these are the times where you're going to create wealth. When the market's hot and everybody's out there, now you're speculating the market, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I love times like these. When I when I purchased my first piece of real estate was 2008, no, 2009, sorry. Coming out of a 2008 recession, by 2011, I already had 10, 10 properties, 52 doors. That's crazy. Because I capitalized on the fear of the market. People not wanting to get into the market, mm-hmm. right? The other thing you have to understand, too, is you got to do your market research. You got to be around real estate professionals that understand what areas are trending downwards, what areas are about to trend upwards. And you have to do your whole market research and understand that and make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to just compare everything. Yeah. You got to make sure you know what product you're getting to. You want to make sure you know, you know, what asset class you're comparing it to. So there's a whole formula of things to do. But right now is a great time for people to take advantage of the market if they're prepared to. Okay. Right. If you're not prepared to and you're going to over leverage yourself and you're going to, you know, leverage your 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 principal residence at 4.5 percent or 5 percent interest. You know, it may be a little bit expensive to do that. But it also it could pay off if you make the right move, right? Okay. So okay. I always I always um, you know, advise people to make sure you reach out to professionals, people like myself who've been in the market for fifteen years. I've been through <clears throat> this is my second recession. I've been through foreign buyer ban. I've been through foreign buyer tax. I've been through a, <laughs> a couple of things where I understand what it is to be in a slow down market, and I understand what it is to be in also a hot market, and I know how to navigate through that. Okay, amazing. So lately, um, it's been spreading. The news has been spreading like wildfire, and I seen um, the headlines everywhere. Zero, uh, zero down on uh, zero down deposit on a purchase of your home, <laughs> and you you are the man behind that. Can Am you, I? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm know, hearing. That, <laughs> that, that, that program sounds a little different <laughs> from what I've been promoting. Yeah, it, can you elaborate on what's going on? <clears throat> Please. All right, so to clarify. Yes, clarify, please. To the people. It's not zero down, it's as low as zero. As low as, as zero. low as zero percent deposit. So what 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 I've been doing um, with what my real estate profession is making sure that I always look back and pull the next person up. When I started when I started off in real estate, um, I helped a lot of individuals get into real estate with little to no money down as possible. Um capitalizing on investors that, well, foreign investors that bought real estate and were looking to dump real estate and didn't have the intention to actually close on this real estate in Toronto. So I had like, let's say 30, 40, 50 buyers that wanted to sell it at one particular time. And then I had a bunch of buyers that wanted to get into the market, but they had minimum down payment. So what I would do is I would negotiate deals with these individuals where I'll negotiate a 5%, 10% cash back because these international investors, they wanted to just make a straight return on their capital. Okay. Can you well, explain that, the 5% cash back for the people that are... Don't yeah. Know? So basically, yeah. let's say a deal was 500000 um, 5% down. We will we'll negotiate that. The seller will, will give the will credit on closing the seller 5% okay. down payment. Okay. okay. So instead of... And then we will help people get mortgages at 95% LTV. And then we'll help them get the 5% down payment from the seller. Okay. So the seller will ultimately give them the down payment to purchase the property. Okay. 
But it's a win-win situation because a seller will buy the property for four hundred thousand. Now it's worth six hundred or five hundred thousand. So they made a hundred grand, two hundred grand, just like that. So what is it to, for them to give you fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand to purchase this property off of them, right? So we created win-win situations. But as the market started to pick up and as the market started to, you know, go like wildfire, those deals kind of got, you know, diluted because there was no need to give incentives because you can just put it on the market and be gone. Mm. But now in a market like this today with a market that slowed down, now you bring back the creativity where you're like, okay, I have the asset. What is the need that's in the marketplace today? How can I bring both people together and create a happy marriage? Okay, this individual has credit. This individual has income, with a short and down payment. This individual has the asset. This individual has equity. They're willing to give up some equity to move the asset and help this individual get into the asset and okay. transfer title. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. When you're in a hot market, nobody cares about anybody. It's okay. just wild, wild west. Okay. When it's a slow market, everybody wants to work with everybody. Mm -hmm. So these are times where you can really build your portfolio because everybody's willing to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Before, nobody's willing to listen. Because it's a hot market. Because a hot market, Makes everyone wants to cut checks. Yeah, yeah. Right? So as low as 0% down payment, Corey said, zero down. <laughs> okay, no, okay. Zero down. no false news. No fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's as good as no as zero down. But the way the the mark the way the project works is um we built we're building ninety stack townhouses in Brampton. Okay. Um and I looked at it and I said, Okay, the market is slow right now. We have sales, we're almost sold out. The last remaining bit of units, let's create a, a product or let's pr create a service that we can help people who are on the cusp of owning real estate. Yeah, They have income, they have credit, they're just lacking the down payment. So what we do is we say, okay, we analyze and say, how much debt are they carrying? How much income are they making? What's your credit score looking like? If they're in a position where they're like good to go. They just need go. a little push. They just need a little push. If they're good to go, then they can put as little down as 0% deposit. Okay. But let's be honest. Most people today are carrying a little bit of consumer debt. Um, their credit, you know, if they don't have the down payment and they, they, they've they been trying to work on it for a while, their credit may, be, may not be the strongest because they're, they're leveraging some debt a little bit. That's fine. So what we do is we come up with a, a payment plan with them and say, listen, this is a current... Um, if you add all the down payment today, this is what your deposit structure will look like. Okay. But we're willing to work with you and we're going to give you a five-year window. But we break up that five-year window in, in two and three years. So the first two years is the construction period. During the construction period, you can put down as zero as low as 0% down, but and you have the flexibility to put down whatever you want. But in year three, once the building is built, now we're going to put you into a, a fixed also, you have to a certain payment that has to get paid. Correct. Okay. In year three. Okay. So let's say, for example, we're like, okay, Corey, we gave you two years to save however you want to save, put down however you want to put down. But in year three, when the building is built, we need to get you out in within 36 months. Okay. So based on what you contributed, if it's 40 grand, we now say, okay, based on your 40 grand contribution, this is your occupancy uh, fee, right? And now this is your savings plan. And once you abide to that saving plan within 36 months we know for sure we're going to get you in and out of that program okay right? it makes sense it makes yeah so it helps it, and while you're saving for your home and and you have control of your property you're 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 taking control of 100% of the equity oh. so if you bought the property for 800,000 and it's now worth 900,000 950 even though you haven't put down the full down payment 
you still get control of that hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth. That's of amazing. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's amazing. I can't lie. Okay. Dope. But the catch is this. Yeah. There's always a, <laughs> <laughs> there's always a catch. Yeah. yeah. I don't What's know the if catch? You're... What's the catch? No, it's not. It, it, the catch is pretty much like you're, you're, this. The the financing partners that we're working with, you got to look at them as a partner. They're putting down the deposit for you. Mm-hmm. They're allowing you to put the down payment down over a period of five years. In year three, four, and five, if you don't come up with the, f- the full down payment in two years. If you default that. No, it's not default. And um, you put down, they charge you two and a half percent per year in year three, four, and five. Okay. So that's 20, it works about to be about 20,000 per year once you get into year three, four, and five. So I always say to clients, maximize your savings potential in year two. And if you need year three, use it. But we try to look for clients that don't need to go into year three and four. Because okay. I want you to maximize on your equity. Okay. That right? Makes so if sense. you have $150,000 in increased equity and it only costs you $20,000 to be in the program, now you walked away with $130,000 okay. worth of equity. That makes sense. And you didn't have to put the, the full deposit down uh, on day one. Mm. Right? You had three years to come up with that. Okay. There's no pre-construction project out there that you can put down your deposit over three years. You usually need to p- come up with that down payment over 12 to 18 months. Okay. Right? So people it stretches have to, it out a little bit It stretches bit it out. It gives you runway. Yeah. Right? So, you know, Corey, you're a smart guy. You're working hard. You just need more time. But every time you feel like it's your time, the prices have gone up because you can never outsave the market. Right? So now you just need someone to just put a placeholder there for you and give you that runway. And while they're giving you that runway, that equity that's going up in the market today, it's still yours. It's still yours. Wow. Because if you were saving for that property in your home, like let's say for example, you were saving that property and putting your, saving for that property and you're putting in your bank account. Mm-hmm. You don't have control of the asset. No. So you're missing out on the equity that's being built up. Mm-hmm. In this case, you're saving up for the for the property, you don't have it, but someone else put it down for you. And at the end of the day, you're still going to reap all the benefits from it. Okay. So that's why it makes it a win-win situation. Wow, that's amazing. It's like having a partner. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Why was this um, project important for you? <clears throat> Especially at this time of your career. Ooh. Oh, man. You know, you just got to stay ready. I, I, I never said, hey, on this such and such date, this is what I'm going to do. But when, you know, when God present something to you you gotta you gotta be ready because if you're not ready for it it's gonna go to somebody else these are these are things that i manifested in my life these are things that i put on my uh my chart my goals Mm -hmm. these are things that i set out to do and i was willing to you know step up to the plate and try to make it happen for myself i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie to you and say like every day everything goes the way that i want Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say you know I'm actually happy with the decision that I made every single day. You know, being first generation and um, plowing through the, the the fires that we have to go through on a daily basis. And then also having to fight our community and make them understand that yeah. Yeah. not everything is, is as cute as you see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to rent a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, and a Rolls Royce and stand there and say, I'm the man. But when you're actually doing the actual work, you know, it's very hard to, like, get people to buy in because it's not as shiny as what they're used to buying into. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you're doing things for your community, they may not understand the concepts. Mm-hmm. And they may feel that this concept is over their head or it may be too good to be true. Is that frustrating for you? 
it's very frustrating because, you know, we put up millions and millions of dollars and we put up thousands and thousands of hours and we want to create something that can push us forward mm -hmm. and advance us, even though I'm in a different stage of my life and I may appear that I'm, I'm on a trajectory to go, you know, out in the atmosphere and go crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always want to create something that I can pull my people up. But I always want to make my people understand that, like, it takes a lot for somebody to actually stop their their portfolio or their growth of wealth to actually build something for them to participate in. Mm -hmm. And then to hear to hear the feedback, like, oh, it's too good to be true. Mm. There's, there's, it's almost like a slap in the face for all of the work that you're doing. Yeah, but I don't blame us. Mm -hmm. I just think we need to just do better in the sense that we understand, like, whatever you went through in the past is the past. Like sure. I've been in, I've been in so many business transactions and deals that didn't favor me, and I've been you know heartbroken and lost capital and whatever the case may be. But sometimes I just God just saying yo you got to move on from this and move to something else, mm -hmm. and then give me the strength to also build something that you know could, I can bring the masses. Like from when I started off, I was building one house at a time, then two. But I couldn't help my community by doing that. I was helping myself. True. But now that we're building 223 homes, that that's like almost, let's say, $200 million worth of assets that we can transition into our, community. our community's hands. Yeah, that's You understand crazy. what I'm saying? So that's more impactful than me doing two houses. So God said, you know what? Off that, it's time for you to do something bigger and stronger. I'm going to stretch you a bit. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, You're going yeah. to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to feel like you're though. dying. Yeah. But this is what I need you to do to bring more people along with you. Because what that. you're doing before that. was too small to bring everybody along with you. Mm -hmm. So now I need my community to understand, like, yo, we have to sacrifice together. We have to believe in each other. We have to go full throttle with each other. And I always say, like, you know, even if my product isn't cheaper than my competitor, I will get there. Mm -hmm. But it's what my cost is to get in. Yeah. You know, because, because... You have to get in the door first. Because we're first generation. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't compete with a guy who owned this land for beside years. me for 90 Centuries. years. <laughs> Centuries. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm looking out for you, bringing programs, strategies, and, 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 and opportunities for you to get into this asset. And I, I, If I, I may be five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 more expensive... It will balance itself out in the long run. Yeah, real estate has three things. I always tell people it's 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 access, terms, and location, mm -hmm. right? So one of those one of those three things. So if you don't get the price that you want, at least you can get the access. And if you can't get the access, at least you can get the terms that you want. Yeah, you know what I mean. Something something along those lines, right? Some you can you don't need to have all three of those things add up, mm -hmm. right? So for me, it's like. Corey, I'll be honest with you. Like some days I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Yo, honestly, I'm in the same, even with sometimes with this stuff too, it's like, it gets a little, I would say overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Oh, it's overwhelming. Because I too want, I too desire certain things in this yeah, world. Yeah. Right. But you just feel like this is your God's mission right now. Yeah. Like sometimes my overhead monthly <laughs> is the cost of a Lamborghini every month. Say so for me, it's like, <laughs> like I just, want people to understand that like but be i've i've, I've done everything that i need to do yeah like I, in on real estate level. on a personal level mm -hmm. had the high-end cars six-figure cars 
you know, lived in a mansion already, mm-hmm. like lived on a golf course, five thousand mm-hmm. square feet home, like you know, had an R eight, had a Porsche, nine eleven. Like, let me ask you a question though. Having all that, mm-hmm. is there still a level of unfulfillment? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, explain that. Why? Because to me, once you get into those things and you and you and you experience those things, you realize like it's just stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just stuff. Like you know, when I drive through Jane and Finch and I drive through parts of the city and I see kids struggling, like tomorrow morning, like I'm going to school. Um, grade four, five, six. I'm speaking to them, and then you see the children, and you see the the hunger in their eyes, and they they need they need this information because their parents just don't understand it. They come from metro housing. It's like, man, I was that kid once. I was that snotty nose kid once, sitting down there, eyes up, just like feed me more. I need to know what this life is all about. You know, our parents work hard. They immigrated here. All they can think about is you know. And all they want to do is just pay their rent, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they don't want the embarrassment of being kicked out and on the street. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the time and effort to, like, f- research and figure other things out. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I can be that guy that can come in and say, listen, kid, young pup, like, yo, that gang shit may look cool. You know, that quick money may look cool, but here's the repercussions of it. I have friends. I have people that I know went through that route. That's the outcome. But here I am who could have went that outcome, and I'm living the life that you wanted to. That you actually think that you want or that's what you want. Like, whatever the rappers are rapping about, like, you can go this route and have it safely. You don't have to look over your shoulder. You can be in the, the, the R8s. You can be in the Lamborghinis. You can be in the Porsches. You can live in a mansion. You can do all these things. If you apply yourself, if you show your teachers respect, if you show your parents respect, if you if you apply yourself, if you take care of your credit, if you invest in real estate, if you invest in stocks, if you invest in businesses, you can have all of that with time. Mm-hmm. But if you want it all by 18, there's going to be a sacrifice that you have to make. It could be your life. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. I've had friends that have died at 15, 16, 17 years old because they're pursuing things that they weren't supposed to pursue. And if I was foolish enough to follow those things, that could be my faith too. But I want, I took the slower route, you know, and I learned. I opened the books. I learned. I, I studied. I crawled. I, I cried. I fucking drove to Hamilton hours and hours and hours. I had tenants disrespect me, call me all kinds of names, but I stuck to the plan, right? So giving people the blueprint is very important to me. And I don't hate charging people for things. Like, people be like, how much do I have to pay you for this? I'm like, no, you can have this. This is for you. Because I'm I'm on that blueprint, too. So there's a lot of money out here for all of us. Every day they print money. Every single day they print money. There's never a shortage of money. Mm -hmm. So eat as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. If you find something that I didn't know about, teach me. I'm 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 flexible as well. I'm I'm willing to learn, Mm -hmm. you know? So I always want to inspire people. I always want to... Let people know, like, yo, this world, Canada especially, is a beautiful place. You know, we don't have to worry about bombings, earthquakes, Facts. natural disasters. We don't have to worry about a lot of things that a lot of people in, the, in other places have to worry about. We have banks that are willing to lend you money. Once you follow these guidelines, credit, income, you know, mm-hmm. good, good assets. So once you have those things figured out, you know, you can you can conquer anything you want. Like, I'm telling you. Coming from the hood, Eglinton West, not knowing anything. My parents owning property before my parents and owning 10 apartment buildings by the age of 25. I'm telling you, it's possible for anybody. 
And I only and I only achieved those things because I wanted to achieve those things. Mm -hmm. So once you lock in and focus, like you know, in my early twenties, I didn't go partying, I didn't go clubbing, I didn't hang with friends. You know, I was I, I was just locked into my job, working at TTC, using using my job and credit to buy real estate. Before I looked up, by twenty five, I had ten properties. Jeez, jeez. And then by twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, I could start to you know party and do those things but there's always a level of sacrifice even now there's a level of sacrifice now like yes i have five real estate developments yes i i've had porsches r8s all those things but now i'm in a stage in my life where i'm relearning mm -hmm. so now i'm back to how i started where i don't go out anymore i don't spend money anymore because now i have to take that money and and put into my education and learning development so every little stage is sacrifice. Like, mm -hmm. just sometimes I'm like, man, can't go to Harbor 60, yeah. can't afford marble, can't yeah. afford Mademoiselle. I just can't afford it because, you know, my you development needs yeah, that you, capital. Yeah, you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. My development needs that capital. I got to invest in my learning. And sometimes it's a bummer because, like, oh, I did all this for 15 years to yeah. go back to that type of mentality. Uh, uh, but I realized that's the mentality. But you have a new mission now. New mission and that mentality, um, that discipline breed success 100 so i have to repli uh, replicate that into the next move 100 you know i have a question what do you need from us who's you like us as in the community right now yeah man i'll tell you what i need from <laughs> you <laughs> the community for me it's like yo i just need everybody to understand that you know play your position okay right elaborate on that we need to play our position in our community to understand if you haven't put in the work, you can't expect the results. Facts. Right? I have this thing where I hate, I don't know if you're going to no, edit no, this No, no, no. Let it go. Let it go. I hate <laughs> this thing where everyone's a king. Nah, let it go. <laughs> Batman, we're all kings. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know it's what? impossible for all of us to be kings because at the end of the day, what I've learned is Kings get their head chopped off. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So, do you want to play that role, mm -hmm. or do you want to be treated with respect? Hundred percent. I think what it is is like people want to just be treated with respect and kingly respect, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But do we all want to be the king, sit at the throne, take on that responsibility? People don't understand how that type of responsibility. That like, responsibility look, is look crazy. At our leaders. Look at our leaders. We got Malcolm. We got we got Martin. We got Nip. We got a lot of people yeah. that uh, sat in that position and look. Obviously, look what happened. God rest her soul. Yeah. So for me, it's like, if you're not ready to take on that sacrifice and if you're not ready to take on the blunt repercussions of that, just leave it alone, mm -hmm. right? And then when you see someone who's willing to take on that, help them. Help them. Yes, help them. You know them. what I'm saying? Help them. Like, just bring the resource and say, yo, I respect that you put 15, 16, 20 years into this. You've seen it all, right? When we divide and we try to build and everyone wants to be, like, I start to see, like, everyone wants to be a developer. Fine. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with it. But me personally, I always ask myself, why am I a developer? This is the hardest endeavor I've ever been through, being first generation, right? You're putting up millions of dollars to, to buy an asset. You're putting up that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to go through the approval process. The approval process takes very, very long while you're carrying very expensive mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I know people who have ventured into this space who are younger than me, and they're now telling me, hmm. It's not all cut out to what it is. Mm. It looks fancy on Instagram, and then you feel like you're at the pinnacle, but sometimes it's just better to just do what you're doing and just replicate that 10 times. For me, 
I know why I did it. I know I can actually change lives with it because it's changed my life. Mm. And I know how that feels for it to change my life. And I want people to feel what I feel. Mm-hmm. If I die if I die tomorrow and I die with nothing and I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people. And you're good. I don't care. Yeah, you're good. That's, that's my personality. Mm-hmm. I've realized in my life I'm not a capitalist. Mm-hmm. I'm a socialist. Mm. I am actually a socialist. Like I will, if I can give you something and I can actually genuinely afford to give it to you, I'll give it to you. Because for me, I, I'm, I'm beyond that. You know, I made my first million dollars at 23 years old, 24 years old. Like, I surpassed that so fast. I've got my first six-figure car by like 28 years. I had an R8 at 28. You know, I have a Porsche 911, living in a 5,000-square-foot, $3.4 million house by 31. Like, I've achieved everything. Everyone has said this is what it is, and I'm still not, like, satisfied. Mm-hmm. But when I get where I get the most satisfaction is... Give it back. Helping somebody that didn't think it was possible, show them that it was actually possible by just tweaking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's by me acquiring the knowledge along the way and say, yo, listen, get your get your credit like this, get your income like this, I'll do the rest. Mm. And that's the greatest satisfaction when people are like, whoa, I actually own a home? Yeah. Like, I actually own a home before my parents actually own a yeah, home? Yeah, yeah, I actually, yeah. I'm the actual first person. Yeah of my generation to own a home bro there's no other fe- there's no better feeling than that straight Amazing. i don't care like you can i don't care how many 911s you have gt3s gt4 rs's i don't I, I i don't care knowing where i came from knowing what the struggle my people came from knowing what we have to go through every day in society when we walk into stores and people don't want to help us uh, people holding their handbags when we walk by them. We jump in a car and people say, hey, what do you do? Oh, shit, I'm surprised. I thought you were a drug dealer. All that stigmatism, <laughs> mm-hmm. all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've lived in houses where people are like, oh, shit, I didn't know you were an owner. I thought you were a tenant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. shit like that. Com- like, things like that. When I pull up in the RA, oh, shit, I thought you were a drug dealer. I-, I didn't know you were in real estate. Things like that. For me, I need more people to be like me or accomplish what I've accomplished. So we can change the narrative. 100%, 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. I don't want to be the only one out here just <laughs> taking this disrespect all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's facts, crazy. Facts. Yeah. It's crazy. Ah, that's dope, bro. That's, mm. I, I'm, I, you know, just even, obviously, this is the first time I'm hearing your story. And mm. I, you know, I, I respect it and it's inspiring. Um, can you talk about the different ways to invest in real estate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Real estate's a very uh, broad um, topic, you know, for me. You know, I break it down into two sections, like residential, commercial. In residential real estate, you know, there's uh, your typical, you know, most people start off by purchasing their their, their principal residence. Mm-hmm. And then they transition into, uh, you know, after that, they refinance their home or sell their property. Most people refinance. And then they buy their second property. Usually that's a duplex. And then they, then, then they, they repeat that cycle. They go into the triplex. Then they go into multifamily. And then they try to get as big as possible. Um, and then there's commercial real estate, there's shopping plazas, there's apartment buildings, there's uh, land development. And that's more for like people who are really want to take on that more sophisticated role. Um, but, you know, just work with a professional and um, understand everything that you're getting into. Um, a lot of people, they just jump into things because they heard they heard someone talk about it or they think it's a good idea. Uh, I just think it's very important to just do your research, seek out professionals that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I've been in the business for a very long time, and I still seek out help from other individuals, you know, because I don't, I don't know it all. Like, you know, I haven't purchased a warehouse yet. I haven't purchased, like, you know, um, agricultural land. Yeah. But I've done a lot. Yeah. I've done mostly everything that I can in real estate. 
and now now i'm like you know finding where i want to stay at you know sometimes mm-hmm. you got to go all the way and then say okay i don't want to go all the way there i'm trying to find my lane now and then you know i'm 36 years old started when i was 22 time flies <laughs> but um you know i'm here now but anyone getting into real estate i would say you know some i heard this this quote it was like um sometimes the slower you go the further you go um so don't rush things just one at a time one foot before the other and just make sure you understand what you're doing and make sure and especially in our community we have this prideful thing of we don't want to ask anybody but then we say we we we, we phrase it by we don't want to bother anybody mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. you got to ask questions you yeah. got to make sure you seek out people that are willing to help you because my mistakes you know the 15 years of my my mistakes and my wins are things that I can help you, Corey and Damien, like avoid. Yeah, you be like, yo, don't do that. Yeah, I did that. Okay, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, and that's needed. It's needed because we're now we're now we're now like filtering through and getting to the point where we're reaching perfection, right? And it might not be with you; it may be with your kids and your kids' kids. Yeah, and, exactly. And where they can say, yo, Uncle Corey. I seen him go through that. Uncle Corey sure put me on game and said, "Hey, look out for that," and and they ref- and they they refined the, the the blueprint, and then now we're seamless. Okay. Like other communities where they know what they're looking for, they know what areas they're looking for, they know where they specialize in, they know what type of financing they need, they know they know everything, they they know exactly what they're going after. Okay. For us, we're still trying to figure out our stuff, so we're taking a little bit more risk than we need to. Okay. But it'll come. Okay. Let's talk about collaboration because I do feel our community could be a little bit better with collaboration. Mm-hmm. So let's say like I see other communities, they'll have maybe like four friends come together, boom, buy a crib. Uh, what do you, th- can we do better at that? And what do you even think about that? Yeah, for me, like when I built my portfolio, it was all about collaboration. It was all about joint venture, um, you know. What's the different ways that we can collab? In real estate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, like, in order to buy a property, you need three things to happen to you. You need credit, income, and access to real estate. Okay. So sometimes someone may have access, but they don't have the credit, they don't have the income. Sometimes someone may have the income and the credit, but they don't have the access. So you got to find out what Which everyone show? brings to the table. Okay. It might Fair. be Corey has the access, Damien has the credit, I have the capital, and we do a three-way, 33-33, all the way through. And that makes sense. And we're good. It's better to have 33% of something than have 100% of nothing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so for me, it's like, and then you also have the, the the comfort of if something goes wrong, there's three people to help each other out. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, collaboration is, in, in everything that I do, I'm, I'm collaborating, even on real estate development. Mm-hmm. It's, it always feels good knowing that you're going to battle with somebody Mm-hmm. Beside you that has the same interests, hundred percent. But the scary part is most people don't know how to protect themselves, right? So you got to make sure you have, you know, when you're building real estate, you want to make sure you have a good mortgage agent, a good lawyer, and a good accountant. Okay. Right. Don't go cheap on the accountant. Don't go cheap on the lawyer. Maybe you can go cheap on the mortgage guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a shot to my mortgage guy. But I love him. But <clears throat> those three things really make the machine really work. Okay. Because your accountant's going to make sure you're paying your taxes. Your accountant's going to make sure you're organized. Your lawyer's going to make sure you're, you're protecting yourself in your partnership agreements. I've been in, in situations, but I've been screwed over by partners because things weren't documented. And, it, and then it becomes a he say, she say uh, conversation. And then sometimes, based on whoever the judge or whoever wants to believe whoever if they have a better story because they're a better you know liar than <laughs> then then you know shit can really mess you up yeah. 
but never get discouraged. Everything you go through in life is a lesson. And I always believe, and I'm a man of faith, I always believe like God is always going to steer you in the right direction. Sometimes he's going to, you know, rip the bandaid off and it's going to be some pain, but he wants to take you away from a situation. So I've been in situations where, you know, I've collaborated and it hasn't worked out in my favor. But then I've been able to then transition or pivot into another situation situation that's 10x me. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, like I said, you always got to be flexible and you always got to be, you know, you always got to leave the past in the past and move on with the future and just understand that whatever happened to you in that past is a lesson. 100%. Right? And take that lesson and move on and try to create a win. 100%. Right? Like they always say 9 in 10 businesses fail, start 10 businesses. Well, they say start 10 businesses to get one win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's very hard to stomach that. And entrepreneurship is very hard. And that's why entrepreneurship is in is in a space where there's only a one percentile mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. right so it's been a long journey Corey. i can't <laughs> lie i can't lie to you like I, I like i've been through it all bro yeah. like let and, me ask you a question though mm-hmm. in your 15 years right because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we always like a lot of people they talk about um like you know what they've been through their successes but i'm gonna ask you a specific question because um i feel like it's important for people to know in the 15 years of your real estate um, career, what would you say was your biggest loss and how did you bounce back? <laughs> I need a break. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> put all this in there all the, <laughs> all, all the antics oh man Woo. <laughs> you know it's so crazy i never really publicly spoke about this but during the pandemic um i was working with a, my ex-business partner <laughs> and this was someone i trusted this is someone i, I guess i had some love for him but um <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say now you yeah, know yeah, yeah. i had some love for you motherfucker <laughs> but um yeah, man, it was um, it was a situation where it was like, you know, the sky is falling. Everybody saves themselves, right? The uh, the pandemic came. Justin Trudeau got in front of CP twenty four on some mics that looks just like this and said, "We're shutting down the airports." People were getting laid off. People weren't. There was a lot of uncertainty with where where people are going to be. Is like Armageddon. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of projects on the go at that time. And, you know, I had a lot of my personal money out there. I sold a lot of my assets to pursue um, this venture. So I was buying, renovating, and flipping houses. Mm -hmm. But they weren't like small rentals, they were like additions, underpinnings. The budgets were like three, four, five hundred thousand. One house, my budget was like eight hundred thousand. And they were good. I was very. They were passion projects. They were downtown Toronto, you know, good locations, you know. And the pandemic came, and you know, investors that I thought were my friends and partners that I thought were my friends, you know, me being the ambitious person, you know, I was doing everything through my corporation. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll get the mortgage. Okay, I'll take care of that. No worry. All right, I'll come out of pocket. I'll take care of that. You guys pay me back later. I was very, I was very giving person because I had it. Mm-hmm. You know, I sold. 10 assets you know I had a couple million dollars I was just like you know I got it I'll take care of it we'll, we'll, we'll fix up at the end whatever the case may we'll take care of it 
you know then we went to the permitting process for some projects there's some delays on those projects and um you know this was a like the first time going through certain things and um you know when our architect says it's going to take six months and it's taking a year <clears throat> but long story i don't want to get too long-winded on it um then the pandemic came when the pandemic came we had a couple unfinished houses and you know these investors were told by my business partner that you know you know don't come after me come after aaron everything is <laughs> in aaron's name mm-hmm. i don't know figure it out mm-hmm. you know and you know then they launched a lawsuit on me oh, you know so the lawsuit was like you know a couple it was about a couple like seven figures mm-hmm. and i had to go through that process and, and then when i got you know proven that you know there was no ill will no bad intention there's a lot of damage that was done so i say all this to say you know you got to be careful with um when people see that you're building something, they want to be part of it. But then when when um, adversity comes, most people aren't built to handle that adversity because they weren't even there to help you build it. 100%. Right? So they don't even know how to hold it when... Mm-hmm. And they kind of get panicked too. They, they panic. They're mm-hmm. not, they're, they don't have the stamina. They don't have the muscle memory on how to manipulate and move, move things around. But I also say, like, it was God. Like, I always believe, like, it was just God just preparing me for the next move and, and showing me that this individual wasn't ever meant to come with you. 100%. But because you're so deep in with this individual, you're going to feel some pain to come out of it. But trust me. Right? So I always make sure, like, everything that I do in life, like, I hold my faith. Um, because between me and you, Corey and Damien, like, we, we don't control our destiny 100 <laughs> we don't control when we wake up every single day we don't control what happens to us like it just takes one day to get news that you're sick mm-hmm. it takes one day to get into knock on wood a car accident or something fatal happens to us so we always got to give thanks and understand that god has something written for us and if he has us still moving and grooving no matter what happened yesterday mm-hmm. it's a blessing because he could have just took that away from you mm-hmm. while you're sleeping mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always on I always make sure that um I take the time to not question God and I take the time to just work his plan and understand that he may see things that I don't see and sometimes I just can't question it. And I sometimes I have to just go with how things play out and I also understand that money is just money at the end of the day. Um you know, if I give you 10 million dollars right now, do you think you'll be a different person? Like, no, you won't. You will have moments of, I'm turning the fuck up. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you're always going to venture back to who you are in the core. And I think that's what I got hit with. It's like, yo, I, I partied it all out, been to Dubai, been to Qatar, been all over the world, drove all the cars, lived in all the houses. But who I truly am is, I always say I'm the people's champ. Like, yeah. I want to see that kid who doesn't know that in five years he has to figure out something mm-hmm. right now he thinks it's all fun and games but when you reach 18 life's gonna smack you and say yo little man like what you bring to the table you ain't bring none all right get out of here you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like yeah, so yeah. i want to hit that kid early and be like yo when, when life comes to you and says what do you bring to the table you're gonna be like yo I know what a mortgage is. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. To, I know what LTV is. I know what credit is. You know, I, I know the game mm-hmm. where people be like, ah, all right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come in. Yeah. Versus like, 
What are you talking about? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Dismissed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the street, police police picking you up, and then you, you go through that go through that system. So for me, I was that kid, bro. Like I swear to you, like from age like fifteen to nineteen, I didn't know what the hell I was gonna be, bro. My I think my brain was empty. <laughs> I swear. I don't know what I ever thought about. I don't know. I just linking up with friends. Mm-hmm. Spin on some Hennessy once in a while. <laughs> you know, I smoke a little blunt here and there. Like, talk about when I got a Benz. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell I was going to get a Benz. You know, you know mm-hmm. her dreams. Mm-hmm. So, but when I really stepped away and I realized, like... Got focused. God has given me a talent. God has given me a level of comprehension and a, couple, and a level of understanding. I need to apply this to something, mm-hmm. you know? And it took my friends going from... Uh, who are in University of Toronto... I just finished high school. I didn't go to university. They went out, out to Hamilton on a school trip, and they were looking at real estate. I had a car. They didn't. They were students. Mm. I was outside. <laughs> yeah. So I had a car, and I drove out to Hamilton, and um, I got inspired with what they were doing, and here I am yeah. in real estate. Wow. 15 years later. That's amazing. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. This is a, the a question that we ask every guest, mm-hmm. right? And for the first one, you don't have to say any names. What's the best advice you received and what's the worst advice you received? Best advice I received. Oh, the best advice I received is honestly the best advice I've ever received in my life. And it doesn't have to be short. I could go tell a story. No, go ahead. (laughs) Story time. (laughs) (laughs) This was a good story because... My mentor at the time, his name was Joe, and he was and he lived down in Hamilton, and he was perceived to be the king of Hamilton. He owned a hundred uh, apartment buildings. I would say a hundred. I don't know if it's a hundred. <laughs> Maybe it could be like ninety five, ninety nine. I don't yeah. know. But honestly, Joe was a good guy to me. I don't speak to him as much as I should now. Maybe after this podcast, I should call him because you know when life gets busy. But everything that guy has taught me in two thousand nine to about two thousand twelve has stuck with me. I haven't changed my philosophies, nothing. And it's just, it was just advanced learning at a very early age. Um, I remember I was doing a deal with him and I don't know, man, we're humans, right? I got a little chicken. I can't <laughs> lie. I was on my fourth property. I'm like, man, Joe, I don't know. And Joe has helped me got, get to my fourth property. Like he, he helped me look at the deals. He helped me structure the deals. He helped me get the financing. He connected me with his mortgage people. He connected me with his private mortgage people. He connected me with second mortgage lenders. Joel had a hand on my growth. And even at a point in time, I was mat- property managing Joel's properties where I was going around every month, collecting rent, knocking on the door. Hi, do you have your rent? Okay, leave a note. I was here. Come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was that guy. Yeah. But I really wanted to just, I'm not a person like, if you do something for me, I'll do something for you. And I don't care what it what it takes out of me energy-wise. I'll make sure I, um, I deliver. But anyways, long story short, Joe said to me, I was working on a deal with Joe. Where was this deal? I wish I remembered the deal. But I can't, I can't remember the deal, but it was, uh, we're working on a property purchase. And I was, I was scared. I didn't want to close on it. I was just like, ugh. I don't know, man. And he goes to me, Aaron, you're committed to this deal. It's a good deal. If you if you if you back out this deal, you're gonna build a habit of backing out of every deal you get into. 
said, nah, bro. This this one. I just want to back out this one. I don't know. He said, no. He said, no. Sorry. He said, no. You can't back out this deal. So I said, all right, cool. I closed on the deal. To this day, I've never backed out of a deal. Ever, ever, ever. They set that foundation. And that every man. deal I've been in, been hard. <laughs> hard. But I've closed on over 60 real estate deals. Mm-hmm. I've never lost a deal. I've never backed out of a deal. I've always found a way to close a deal. Let me tell you how crazy that teaching was. So I bought my first piece of land in Jackson Point, Georgina. And nobody knows this story yet, so you're getting the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on a podcast. <laughs> and I put mine on hold. <laughs> but um, I bought a piece of land out in Jackson Point, Georgina. I bought it for $2.7 million. It was two acres to build 24 townhouses. I, I put my money down. I was raising capital. Some investors backed out because of the pandemic. Yo, I needed 18 extensions, yo. 18. 18. Jeez. I bought it for 2.7 million. I ended up closing it on at $3 million. So mm-hmm. I paid $300,000 <laughs> in increased fees. Oh, jeez. That's a lot. I needed 18 extensions. I closed on April 18. And my birthday is December 18. Oh, jeez. <laughs> God. <laughs> 18. That was the number. Yeah, wow. I needed 18 extensions. Where'd you get 18 extensions? Yeah, wow. I remember the seller wanted to take the property away from me at mm. a point in time. I went and met up with him. I said, listen. I'm going to get it done. I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. We're in a pandemic. We'll get it done. Just trust me. Every extension, I had to put down 50000 30000 40000 50000 100000 And that's just not even... Oh, that's crazy. That's not even closing on it. Yeah. And every time I didn't close... Every extension, he increased it by ten grand as well. Yeah. Or something like ten grand, fifteen grand. I can't remember. Or something like that. And I was putting down 20000 50000 But you know what? I said to him, I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Just work with me. Mm-hmm. And every extension, he extended it. He extended it. He extended to it. 18. 18, bro. I had 18 extensions, bro. Wow. And he sat down with me and said, yo, I've never seen somebody work like that mm-hmm. to make sure that this happened. Like he said, Aaron, I respect you. Mm-hmm. Because you could have easily just walked away from your deposit. You could have easily bullshitting me we could have went into litigation we could have stretched yourself he goes no you honored your word but it was because of my teaching from early like oh, never back out a deal makes sense make the deal happen mm-hmm. you know the other day i just closed on a house in ottawa i was willing to walk away from the deal because you know, just things were just crazy 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 and then one of my business partners says aaron you remember like you don't ever walk away from a deal I shook out of it. I said, <laughs> I said, I don't walk away from deal. <laughs> and I didn't walk away from the deal, bro. Amazing. I closed on the deal. Amazing. You know, yeah. so it's like, that was the best advice I ever got in my life. And it's once I commit to something, I get into something, go I, I go through with See it. See it through. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what lesson is waiting for you at the end. 100%. You don't know what relationship you're going to form at the end. 100%. If you just quit. If you quit once, you're gonna quit all the time. 100%. How many times in your life have you said you're gonna do something and you say, ah, 
and then it steamrolls into something else. Mm. And then you say to yourself, oh, I'm not where I want to be because, ah. but it's because you're quitting. You're quitting. Yeah. You got to go through and see what it is, bro. I've never lost a deal. I've owned over 60 properties, closed on land deals, 60 million, 20 million, 15 million. And they're all hard. Mm-hmm. There's never going to be an easy deal. Mm-hmm. And when I realized it's never going to be an easy deal, I just roll up my socks and get to it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I have to work 16-hour days, 18-hour days, I have to work Monday to Sunday, I'm doing it. If I have to travel across the world, I'm doing it. If I have to drive to Ottawa by myself, I'm doing it. If I have to drive wherever I'm doing it, as long as that deal gets done, if I have to talk to 100 people to to buy into what I'm doing, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not losing that deal, bro. <laughs> okay. Losing a deal is n- <laughs> unacceptable. The worst advice I've ever had was... um. It's 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 going it's too hard. You you can't do it. Yeah, that's trash. <laughs> trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's everyone. Yeah, yeah. But that's everyone. People like even when I started my uh, my first business, my party uh, business, people like yo, it's gonna take you three years before you can you'll be successful in throwing parties downtown Toronto. I said yeah, I bet. So I came up with my first concept. It was called House Party. Mm-hmm. You guys might be too young to be jigging in my parties. But house party, boom. Renting on my first club. I didn't know what I was doing. Just reach out to a club, call them. The capacity was 150. Everyone's like, oh, 150 is a lot. You may only get 50 people. First night, 500 people. Uh... Fire, fire inspector had to come shut the party down. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, all my parties been locked and sold off. I, you just have to have ultimate belief in yourself. People are going to give you advice based on what they think they can do for themselves. But at the end of the day, I know what I can do. I know the work that I'm going to put in for myself. I know the networking that I'm going to do. I know the, the resources that I have available to me. And I'm just going to capitalize on it. 100%. Mm-hmm. So last question, right? Uh, on the show, we like to make uh, predictions. So mm-hmm. in five years, I want to say, yo, Aaron did say he was going to do that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, man. A tough question. <clears throat> wow, five years. Where did I see myself? I don't want to think about where I see myself. Where I where I am right now is where I see myself being for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, being a humble, grounded person, having a big faith in God, being a family man, enjoying life to the to the best of my potential. Um, but what I see myself doing and giving is, I want to help um, five thousand families get into real estate amazing through my products services and 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 um, education and teachings amazing I think that 5,000 is the bare minimum um, and then I want to be able to do a lot of philanthropy work as well and you know help the misfortunate you know help build schools in the Caribbean um, help build some transitional programs where we can help kids in the Caribbean transition over here and get um, corporate jobs and just live a better life. You know, I was that country boy in Trinidad, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, chasing goats and chickens and that's crazy. Climbing, climbing, climbing mango trees and <laughs> that's crazy. playing with slingshots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. I was yeah. a country boy. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I was born yeah. in Trinidad. Yeah. I grew up in the country. And, you know, the beach was a like a 100 meter dash away from me. I used to fish. I used to do all these things. And now I'm in Canada, like developing, <laughs> doing like corporate shit, yeah. you know? So for me, when I go back and visit my siblings, because yeah. I have siblings that still live yeah, there, yeah. I'm like, man, 
the only difference between me and you is that I got the opportunity to come mm. over here and create something for myself. And then I look at all the young boys and girls who go to school. They wear their uniform. They got the bow in their hair, and they got. And I'm just like, you, you, have you been to Caribbean before? Yeah, uh, Trinidad, but I was two years old. Okay, so yeah. you you grew up here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you grew up here too, Damien? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. When you go to Caribbean, you see these kids that are like disciplined. They're well groomed. They're all in the same uniform, and they're happy as hell. And they don't even know that like. Their conditions. Their conditions. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all they need is an opportunity to just come over here and excel. You know, like the school system there is very strict. Mm-hmm. The kids are very advanced. They and learn well mannered. Well mannered. Mm-hmm. They're learning mathematics and English and Spanish way ahead of these kids here. These kids here are pampered. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to learn today? Okay, fine, don't learn. <laughs> over there, it's like nah. Like <laughs> you know, if you don't pass your exam, you're failing in grade three and four. Like that's how it is over there. And mm-hmm. these kids, and then when they come out of school, then there's no opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I would love to bridge the gap and transition. They have the foundation. To, they have the foundation, to bro. Kill it over here. They have the foundation, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to be able to bridge that gap. And you don't have a camp. Holy, you would have some soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bridge that gap, bring them over. You know, they love to work hard. They're very humble and grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, like I always see like when they say immigrants, five hundred thousand immigrants per year coming into Canada. I don't see them coming from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. I don't see them coming from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You know, they want us to do strawberry picking and stuff on the farms <laughs> yeah. over here. And peach picking and peach pear picking. Yeah. But they don't want to put them in position. Yeah. So, Corey, Damien, are we going to put them in position? Yeah, 100%. Or what are we going to do? 100%. We got to take care of our people, bro. Because yeah. if we don't take care of people, who's going to take care of us? 100%. And we're all going to get old And that's the thing. Like, even for, like, you know, the purpose of this podcast, like, I'm so tired of even hearing from our own people, and I hate to say it, is, like, they're begging for, quali- for equality from someone else. Yeah. Like, like forget that. Yeah. Like, let's take of our let's take care of ourselves now. Yeah. We gotta think, take care of ourselves. You know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking anybody to change their own rules in their own game. Yeah. Let's create p- our own game. P- create your own game. Create exactly. our own rules. And that's how, like, you know, that's how I build our own system. Hundred percent. And that's right? how I plan to live my life. Yeah, you have to. And at the end of the day, we have to understand, like, when you're old, right? Who's gonna take care of you? The youth mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the youth coming up are going to be the ones to pave the way for us. Mm-hmm. So if we don't shower on them right now and, and and let them grow. Like right now, we just came out of April and May. Flowers are growing, mm-hmm. rain is falling. It's the same concept. Nature always shows you <laughs> yeah. what it is. That's what Adwina just said a couple of days ago. Right, hundred percent. So nature always shows you what it is. So we got to shower on our on our young ones. They're, look at them as our seed. They're going to blossom up and they're going to then take care of us, mm-hmm. right? So we have to make sure that, you know, everything that we're doing, like for you, you're in the podcast game. Find some kids that you can teach and just show them the game and show them how to set up and show them your voice yeah, is important. How to run their own media. And how to their, run their own media. Control, control their, their own, own narrative. narrative yeah. Control their own story. You know what I mean? For me, my job is, yo, young buck, let me show you what it is to own real estate. I own real estate 21, 22 years old. Mm. You may be able to own it at 18, 19 because I got the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get the blueprint until I was 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And then he may go to somebody who's 16, 15 and say, yo, I got the blueprint. Here yeah. it is. And right? that's how I and our then we're And we're rolling early. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of people thinking the only way I can create wealth is through basketball, through sports, through whatever, through media, entertainment. And then when those people are done, look at Dylan Brooks, for example. Like, at, at the end of the day, he took a gamble and went at LeBron. But he's having fun. 
But for that, for that team to then say, we're not taking you back at no extent, it's like, yo, bro, you just threw the man in the garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he mm-hmm. was riding out for your team. Yeah. and, that, and He it, was just riding out for your team. It, it goes to show you that even in entertainment, even the players playing in entertainment, because Dylan is obviously my close friend. It's like we you still... You know Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're close friends. So we... we even in those levels, we still got to take control of our destiny because yeah. we don't really have that much control, even when we're on those type of levels. Yeah, and, and, and it also shows you, like 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 Donald Trump said, shut up and dribble, right? Yeah. The minute you want to get out of the box and get a little creative and talk a little talk, you know, sometimes it affects, you know, your family, affects your legacy, affects what you're trying to do. So... I don't see anything wrong with what Dylan Brooks is doing. I'm a basketball player. I'm a competitor. I may go up to somebody and say, yo, <laughs> you're trash. <laughs> but once we get outside the lines, how yeah, yeah, yeah. are you going to say we're bridging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the media wants to spin a story. They need a bad guy. They need a yeah, villain. And yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it takes the expense of somebody who's trying to just feed their family and entertain people. 100%. Right? So it's tough but as black people we have to understand like people in, in in high positions like you know the Dylan Brooks and the Andrew Wiggins the Canadian basketball players and stuff like that you know what I mean like tap into people who are actually trying to build something so worst case when ball is done you can you can have you can, your you can transition, situation set up have your situation set up transition tap in um, but we're learning mm-hmm. no pressure on nobody mm-hmm. we're all learning mm-hmm. you know these are just my this is just my way of thinking it may not be everyone's way of thinking um but you know there there may be some truth in what i'm saying because i've been through it i'm mm-hmm. 15 years in the game i've seen it all i've had my highs i've had my lows i've seen i've seen the bottom i've been through depression in this business i've been through heartbreak i've been through disappointments i've been through it all i've been through um disloyalty i've been through it all mm-hmm but I'm still ha- standing here pushing forward because this is actually my passion. It was never about money for me. 100%. The money is just a bonus. 100%. You know? So, so Aaron, um, let everybody know how they can even contact you or where the, where to reach you. Um, you can you can contact me on Instagram. What is my handle on Instagram? <laughs> 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 you can edit that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go back to that. Just yeah. give me one second. Yo, yeah, B, yeah, don't it's worry. tough, you know? Old age, B. <laughs> What's my handle, yo? Okay, there we go. Ask a question again. Okay. Uh, Aaron, um, let everybody know where they can contact you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. It's aaroncharles.gtd. Or you can email me at aaron at gtdgroup.co. My, e- my um, website is gtdgroup.co. Um, or you can hit up Corey and say, hey, Where's that cool guy that was in your podcast? <laughs> and he can forward you through, you know? Okay, okay, yeah. absolutely. So I just want to thank you for on uh, obviously coming on the show. I know you're a busy person. And, you know, I just want to let you know anything that you need from us mm-hmm. or willing to push. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I resonate with your story because even us doing this is trying to better our community. Right. So I just wanted to extend that door open and, yeah. No, I just mm-hmm. want to say before you exit, it's like, no, honestly, I reached out to you because, you know, one day I was up like four or five in the morning. I'm like, yo, Corey, <laughs> it's time. Yeah. I need to get on this podcast. I love what you're doing. And Thank when you. we met at the gala, you, yeah. you were talking about it. But, yeah. you know, as things, you know, people, everyone gets busy. And you may not even think like, you know, this guy will want to come on my podcast. For me, 
I love what you're doing. I've been watching what you're doing. Thank you. I'm a little sad you're not wearing the black. Is a new rich hat today. <laughs> this guy's wearing some LA Dodgers stuff. But I don't know what that is. But you know, we appreciate you. Thank you. We love what you're doing. Um, I followed like five people off your podcast. Just clicked on their stuff. Just yeah. follow them based on what they're saying. We need this voice. I hope you can grow this to be as big as you need to be. And um, wherever I can help, let me know. Um, whatever comes to your mind, whatever. And then if real estate something that you're passionate about, you want to learn about real estate, you know, tap in. We can monitor the whole process if you want to, you know, document your process on your, your second oh, yeah, that'll or third. that'll be lit. That'll be lit. Yo, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're here. We have the resources. We can help you, you know. Anything you need, just let me know. Thank you. Just message me. Don't be feel. Don't feel shy. We're boys now. I've spoken to your mic, so <laughs> you owe me now. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Loves, Appreciate brother. It. Loves. Thank you. Thank loves. You.